0: And we are back for another daily edition, or edition of the Daily Dots, and uh, <clears throat> we are without the brain trust today. He had a he had a run in with the uh, with the lawlessness that has gripped the greater Seattle area. Uh, actually, he wasn't in Seattle, but anyway, had a, a little car break in that he had to attend to, and. Um, so anyway, he's not able to be with us here today, but that's okay. Not a whole lot went on. Uh just kind of more of the same, I think. I, I continue to think it's a little interesting. You've got another 10 year, uh the 10 year dipped again today. Not not huge, but now down sub four. Um, and it's it's interesting. You know, we've been saying this for a few days now, but but it's been a little consistent. That whole rally, anytime rates has fallen, that has slowed down. Now, you had a big, uh, kind of what I refer to as a trash rally today. You know, so you had um, companies like Shopify trading at ridiculous multiples, especially considering their growth rates. Good company. Uh, You know, I just throw that in another basket of good companies whose growth rates have calmed down a lot. Um that have probably seen peak growth for a while in terms of the rate. And yet multiples continue to expand in a way that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and again, unless, you know, unless you think their business is going to really reaccelerate, I, I, that's just, and I'll just keep saying this, hey, we, we had our investment meeting this morning, our firm wide one. And I just think, uh, you know, I hate to be sound like a broken record. I, I, I don't see some big collapse coming. Um, I just think we've got a big, big, big lack of context out there in the market as far as valuations go. Which is, you know, everybody's sitting there going, "It's not going to be too bad," and you're looking at them going, "What's your point?" And they're like, "We'll buy stocks," and you're like, "What are stocks discounting?" Stocks are discounting the needle being threaded, right? And, and what stocks are discounting? at these prices, these valuations is a pickup from where they left off in terms of profit and margins and all that kind of stuff at the end of 2021. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's impossible. I just can't find a single data point point to that. It just seems like a ridiculous assertion. That in spite of all of these headwinds and home sale, new home sales now plummeting, uh, and that's new, not existing, Right? That's been a big bull argument. Oh, homes are going to keep on building. No, it's not. That's not the data we got today. Now, again, not I don't want to use hyperbolic terms, not collapsing, but market pullbacks. Um, And then you see stocks ripping on analyst upgrades based on nothing. I, you know. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's a pretty, it's, it's pretty confusing environment still, but yeah, I, I, I continue to look, I think the bonds are going to be the tell. I just think the equity market is on, uh, you know, there's no containing it. Hey, maybe it keeps going higher. I, I don't, know. uh, I just think that the bond market is telling you something different, you know, when, when rates are pulling back and again, it's not a huge pullback, but you've just seen multiple days like this in a row where, Markets are bumping up against previous pretty big resistance levels and rates are pulling back. And you'd think that, you know, if that's the bull case, right, you should see everything rallying with ever lower rates. Now, maybe there'll be a lag. Maybe they're about to, I don't know, guys, I'll continue to tell you it's, you know, when I look at the mechanical setup of this market, I I'm with chase. I think that a rally into the end of the year makes sense. Um, It's I mean, the the one mistake you've bet, the one mistake you've made betting on this market, either for it or against it, the one mistake that has been constant is that it can't get any more insane, and so I, I'm not going to play it one way or the other. Honestly, we we've got a couple hedges on, not much. I just continue to believe playing this via interest rates is the best way. Right, because I, I I don't think that you can get a material move higher in stocks. I don't think again in this market. Maybe it doesn't matter. I don't think you can you can continue to see a material move higher in stocks without rates going materially lower. And I think that you know wh- whether that comes from quote unquote slowdown and in inflation soft perfect landing, Fed threading the needle, or via economic slowdown. I just I, I look at that. I just think you have so many more ways to win on the fixed income side of this and on the rate side of this than you do on the stock side. But then again, we live in a market that clearly – we live in a time that is clearly not too worried about fundamentals and valuations and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's wild out there. But back to the major indexes, uh, indices today, pretty flat. S&P down 02 uh, 0.2% Dow down 56 points or 0.16% NASDAQ down 10 points or 0.07%. So pretty flat. Um, like I said, rate, the rate world was quiet. You saw the long end pull back a little bit, but nothing too dramatic. Um, you know, I, it, it's just a market that gets it, it to me anyway, to me and, and, you know, six months from now, maybe we'll clearly see the error in my ways and what I was failing to look at. I, I just continue to go back to the data and look at the market. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And again, I don't want to overstate the negativity of it. But it's just to have a positive soft landing or no landing outlook right now, you've just got to be staring at equity prices. and And the data isn't horrible. The problem is it's getting very consistent. And it's just pointing the opposite way. You know, not plunging, right? Not falling off a cliff, but it's just pointing the opposite direction of where the prices are going. Um, And it's just, you know, if you're in a pickle and you're confused out there, welcome to the club. And, you know, this is why in a period of time like this, you know, I don't want to sound like a dead horse, but you get into times like this. And this isn't the only market that's done this to people. Uh, I think it's unique in a lot of different ways. Uh, but this is why you focus on managing risk. You know, it's not perfect. Nothing ever is. There is no strategy or theorem or way to do it. That's ever going to guarantee you the best results. That's why it's so funny. The world of finance, you think about it, right? We all know that nobody knows exactly what's going to happen, but we're all constantly looking for the guy that knows exactly what's going to happen. Right. And that's why you come back to managing risk. And I think this market's a perfect, a perfect example of that because, you know, a lot of times. And, and you know, we hear the term value investing, right? Value investing is a way to manage risk, right? Buying companies with a margin of safety, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to bore you. But in a market that doesn't care fundamentally, or that at least for the short term, let me put it that way, at least for the short term, I think that you can point to a lot of things that would suggest at this moment right now, the market does not. Now, I, you guys know my thoughts. I just want to avoid being hyperbolic and preaching, right? We have enough of that today. What I'd like to try to do is add context in a world that seems completely devoid of context and also realizing that that context isn't necessarily going to lead you to the right place. I just cannot help but fighting the feeling of all of this market commentary, all of this bullishness. It is so in rhythm with the last 15 years of ZERP and I will continue to go down with the ship Saying I'm not going to go down with a ship. That ain't good risk management either, right? But I'll still go down saying that I think that this is about markets not waking up to the reality that things need to be priced differently and move differently when interest rates aren't a zero. And it continues to look like a market that is trying to behave in that same way, and that things just mechanically go up every single day. And da, da, da. and maybe they do. You know, I I was on the Hidden Forces podcast this weekend, and we talked to, we talked significantly about passive um just in my opinion i think you're getting to a place where at least on the risk management side i don't think you have much of a choice <clears throat> um as far as other economic data we didn't get a whole out this week um i'm interested to look into the black friday numbers um we just had it out today existing home sales the number that we uh uh the number that we saw in september just got revised lower the number that we saw in october just got revised lower um And again, I don't think this is intentional. It's just interesting how pretty much all we've seen in nine out of 10 revisions this year on data. Because basically those first headline numbers you get, it's kind of like how they call states and elections, right? They're comparing it to the data flow and the way the numbers stacked up in previous cycles, previous periods. And they're basically taking what they've got and kind of extrapolating the end and they come back a month or so later and fill it in with the actual numbers and and do that. I I would really like to see what the Black Friday numbers are, even though I think Black Friday is a really tough one. I will say this though, you saw seven, what they're reporting right now is a seven and a half percent increase in Black Friday sales as opposed to last year. Um, I'm really interested to see what the revisions on that number look like. I just don't believe that this year is going to be just, look so i think there's a couple things i think before we read into it now if you if you listen to the Kramers of the world and the cnbc's of the world they're going to tell you this is yet proof that the economy is humming and and look it could be i'm just saying um i i think that there's a big caveat there a um you know i i think you're going to continue to see a migration online shopping right and we've seen that trend play out right so it's it's hard to know Okay, that might be good, but what are in-store sales going to look like, right? And getting that, getting that, getting that full picture. Uh, second of all, um, a lot of online opportunities are where you get the best deals. So it may actually be reflective, at least right now, of I wouldn't say weakness. I mean, it's up seven and a half percent, but it could be, you know, that could be a factor of people pulling back further on the reins. I'm not a big black. Friday guy, I don't think I've ever gone shopping on Black Friday, so I, I I can't really speak to this. But we'll 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 discuss it tomorrow a little bit more with Chase and dig into some of those Black Friday numbers because the headline looked a little exciting, a little little surprising to me. Um, but I haven't dug into, into them. I'm sure the way that that he's doing as we speak, or perhaps he already has. But uh, that that'll be an interesting one to watch. But no, I like I said, it's fascinating. I, I and this is one of the reasons we want to do the dots. Um, you continue to look at that underlying data deteriorating and as fast as it is, you hear the bullish narratives just increasing and, um, we're just still, I, if we find them, I'll let you know, guys, cause at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people that do podcasts and a lot of shows, um, You know, a lot of times they're hyperbolic on purpose because it gets you more, it it gets you more listeners, it gets you more followers, right? You kind of develop a church and what they want to hear you do is just kind of reiterate the sermon over and over and over again, right? Tell us why the whole world's collapsing. Um, We come at this from a different angle being asset managers. You know, our job isn't to be right. Our job is to get it right. And you know, it's, I don't know if you could say it was our style or it's part of risk management or, or part of the way that we see the world, but in times like these, we know what we think. We spend a lot more time trying to figure out where we're wrong. And that's just what we're having a really tough time trying to figure out. Because when you're looking for quote-unquote green shoots or green signs, um, I think the only thing you could point to is the relatively smooth nature at which things are pointed south. You know, because it doesn't appear violent at this moment. But I wouldn't expect it to quite yet, because it kind of like the data would tell you that there's just a big shift happened a month, month and a half ago, kind of, right? So it's just kind of creeping in, and maybe it could be a head fake. I don't see how, but it could be. But it'll be interesting to see um, to see those numbers a little bit down the road. You know, to see those sales numbers, see those revisions numbers, what they end up actually looking like. Um. And, and like I said on the podcast, I don't think I've brought this up, or maybe I have, but you know, to, to try to contextualize it, the last time I felt like this, I've heard a lot of people say, say 0809, I've compared it to 0809 in certain ways, but I think a better comp to it, and I said this on the podcast, Hidden Forces that I was on, I think a better comp to it is January of 2020, where you were sitting there looking at all of these hard data points like lockdowns and and, and you know, effectively house arrests in China and all this kind of stuff. And yet the market just ripping to the upside where you're sitting there going, look, I understand the market not plunging here because there's a lot of unknown, but I don't understand how in the world you can put 750 million people on house arrest in China and have that not have a ripple effect through the global economy. That's a head scratcher to me. Right. And it turned out that was exactly correct. Right. That was the prelude. I mean, that's what told us, Hey, there's going to be massive economic disruptions. Um, this kind of feels similar in the sense that, you know, it kind of, you don't know you're right, right? We, I mean, we felt very strongly about our views that the market was completely whistling past the graveyard in January, 2020, but it's not like I went, I mean, I was like, I think I was still a little net long. We were still down 5% or something like that during the COVID crash. So it wasn't like we were pressing on the short side. I wish I could tell you we did. And we were up 20%. It's not how it went down. Um, and in that way, it feels kind of similar to me where you're like, look, I get if your argument, everything isn't going to go down the, the, you know, a black hole and it's not going to be horrible and all the doomsday predictions are gone. I get that point looking at this tape and looking at this data. What I don't get is the exuberance. That's, that's, the, that's the one where you're pulling your hair out and you're looking around going, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. And as a matter of fact, every virtually, every data point you get, even individual companies seem to point to that direction, right? Seem to point to that being the case. So I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye out. Um, as far as what's coming up this week, what do we got? I think we got more. We got jobless numbers coming up, I believe again on th- Wednesday or Thursday. We'll have Chase run us down the menu of everything we got going on this week. But, you know, honestly, um, You know, I, I, I mean, my personal thought is that we need to continue to be guarded. We need to be, uh, um, um, (laughs) we, I, I just think we need to be, you know, then you turn around, you look at a VIX trading sub 13 now. I mean, it's a 12 handle on the VIX in this bat in this setup. It just is remarkable. Here's the other one that I can't get over to. I, and I'll just say this, the VIX trading sub 13 now, 12 and a half. Okay, which is unbelievably low. Okay, that is a market looking at you and telling you there is zero risk. Now, there have been a lot of changes in options markets, zero days to expiry, all these different things that I think are impacting what we can learn from the VIX. So let's put it this way. I think traditionally a, a VIX trading with a 12 handle would tell you traditionally there is no risk. What I think is certain is that you have a lot of reckless trades still happening out there. You've got a lot of retail action. You're seeing people chase very non-substantiated analyst upgrades on already ridiculously expensive stocks. You saw it with Shopify got some upgrade today on, basically on uh, Black Friday sales were better than thought. That's going to be good for, you know, Shopify. Shopify stocks shot up almost 9%. These are not things you see in disciplined normal markets, okay? They're just not. Uh, This is your retail nonsense. And today was very much one of those days. You know, Arc was one of the best performing ones out there. Coin was up another 3.9%. For the Bitcoin maxis out there, I'm not ripping on Bitcoin. I'm just saying like, you know, and, and I think Coin's a lot more real than a lot of those companies are, Coinbase. That being said, it's grotesquely expensive. and. It rallies with those things, right? It just does. So no knock on it. That's, that's the way it works. But yeah, I, uh, I I think you still have to be somewhat long biased here. I will say this. I I think you're up on these levels now on the market, both the S and P 500 and the NASDAQ, the last two, last two or three times we've been up here, the bullishness has been, Oh, here we go for another blast off for markets to only turn around and go lower. Um, having said that though, again, we've said this in the past ones, the queues have broken out, the queues have made new highs. So perhaps they're leading here. I, and if it's, you know, if it's my luck, you'll probably have another 15% rally at the end of the year. I, yeah, I just, I, I just, for me and our clients and managing money, I think there's one of those times where you go, look, if we underperform, so be it. I, I, I can't chase nonsense like this just for, just for the sake of it. Maybe six months from now, we're looking back going, Hey, we were wrong and the market was right, and we should have been buying it. I don't see it, especially not at these valuations. And I'll just go back to it. I just think people are being extraordinarily unrealistic from what they expect from the American consumer and the U.S. economy as a whole. So anyway, not sure how much longer the data is going to back this. I mean, it's just, like I said, you've got a narrative out there that is driving everything. And in my opinion, the market prices only make sense if you've got people sitting out there saying, hey, look, in the narrative we trust, we're not looking at that data. All the data continues to point the other direction, and it continues to get more consistent. Another one that Chase pointed out this morning in our investment meeting is manufacturing is still getting pounded. You're starting to see evidence of places like, you know, in Texas that have experienced like the ultimate of COVID booms with all the people moving in, really slowing down in Austin and and, in Houston too. It looks so clear and sick. Assets are really expensive. So anyway, well, we've gone over in time, guys. Thanks for sticking with us today. We will be back tomorrow with Chase. Give us a rundown of some of this more data. Dig into those retail sales numbers, those Black Friday uh, numbers as well. Try to see if we can glean anything from that. But the show goes on. We'll see you back here tomorrow. You are listening to The Daily Dots as part of the Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com.